your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deeper here alongside my co-host, Bush. Yo, geez, what's up, man? How's that microphone setup you got going over there? Uh, we're going with a different setup. We like to test things out here on the pod. Uh, today, I'm going comfy. I'm going on the couch. So, mm. yeah, little little lounge setting. Yeah, a little recliner, feet not, up, not laptop. Tight. Not as yeah. tight, right? You relax with the sweats on. A little chilly down here in Florida today. So Yeah, what, the 80 degrees? Still chilly? Chilly 67. It's cold. Wow. That's cold, dude. Wow. <laughs> You're not used to it. Not at all. That sounds nice. Uh, episode 49. And we always do a jersey number, but every time I see 49, I just think of seven times seven for some reason. Maybe I'm just a show off. I like to show my math skills, but I can't think of a jersey number as 49 for some reason right now. No, I, I cannot either. One sec. The only, the only person I can think of is like a Flyers rookie who doesn't get to pick their jersey number for their first season that comes up. Like did Joel Farabee have 49 for a little bit? Like there is no famous 49. We can't be missing it. There is indeed a famous 49. What's the sport? The sport is pro football, NFL, Hall of Famer. Position? Linebacker, fullback? Wide receiver, halfback. What? Wide receiver slash halfback. Uh, Bo Jackson was not 49. No, he was not. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, he was a true running back. Played 11 seasons. Put it this way, his highlight pictures and any video is in black and white. So I was right with the Raiders. Oh, black and white, like old picture. Old pictures, yes. Oh. Fran Tarkenton. No idea, bro. <laughs> I don't know where you pulled that name out of, but it is Bobby Mitchell. <laughs> no, I was never going to get that. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Mitchell. Uh, exceptional Household speed. name. Yeah, household name, 11-year National Football League career. Began in 1958. Hall of Famer, though. Got to give it up for him. Number Who'd he 49. play for? He played for – oh, jeez. The team probably doesn't even exist anymore. He played for the Browns and the Washington Redskins. Were, were the Browns in Cleveland at that point, right? They were in Cleveland? Well, it says he played four seasons with the Browns, and then it says he – which then traded to the Washington Redskins. So I don't know. So that it team doesn't, doesn't say. One of those teams doesn't exist anymore, and it's actually the Redskins. Right. That's true. He played for a team that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so there's no way we could have got it. What have you been up to, man? You feeling okay? Dude, I'm honestly, this whole week, this weekend, I'm hurting. I had an absolutely fire stream on Friday night, one of the most hype streams I've ever had. Uh, you know, we had a ton of viewers, right? And I think I might have caught – the flu or this thing that's going around called COVID. Uh, I think I might have caught something digitally via the 30 viewers I had in my stream on Friday night. I was going to say, you kind of don't really leave that room. So I don't no. know how you would have snagged something. That's correct. Honestly, I, you I, probably snagged something because you haven't left that room for uh, since the time you moved in 30, 30 plus days. That's a good call. You know, you're, uh, that's actually a good I mean, look at the, look at the blackout out. shades in the corner. Like, get some yeah. fresh air every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, the window's a little drafty. We're working on replacing those. But, dude, I'll tell you what. I don't know what happened. I came down with something. My throat is still on fire to this day. But on Monday, had the full what a body sword. He's a hockey player. He's a podcaster. 
Dude, it was brutal. Uh, my head was about to explode. My body was sore. I got, I got tested, the brain test, dude. They stuck that thing basically through my head, through my head. I haven't now. gotten the brain test yet. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm terrified. And actually, I was looking for your experience to kind of make me feel more comfortable when I probably am about to get one very soon. Yeah. And it sounds god awful. It was indeed god awful. I told you, I was texting you the whole time as this is happening. These, I remember I sent you an audio message and I said, Yo, I immediately feel better after they stuck that Q-tip deep into my brain because my body was just like, yo, as long as you never stick anything into your brain again, you'll be healthy. You'll be fine. Yeah. You almost like erased everything that you had in, inside. It was crazy, man. I, I'm going to have to get another one too. You and I both said like, that can't be good, right? Like that can't be healthy to just consistently pride your brain. Oh, absolutely not. There's no way. It There's is. no Between- way. Between a 12-inch Q-tip touching the back of your skull and between a, a vaccine <laughs> that was developed in less than a year, I said, one of those two. out. One yeah. of those two. Yeah. I mean, imagine the NFL guys that are getting that thing every single day, every other day. Right. Right. I mean. The back of their skull probably has a contusion on it from the amount yeah. of COVID tests they've gotten by this point. It's true. It's true, bro. I, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, honestly. I I've gotten the flu every year. Like I get the flu every year. I, I do get a flu shot and I still get it. it you sucks. get the flu actually every time you eat at Popeye's as well. Indeed. So it's very possible that I get the flu twice in a year, two different strands of it. Every time I eat fast food, and you guys have listened to the first 10 episodes of the free parking podcast. You, I've told this story a million times, but every time I eat at Popeye's, I get the flu, no matter what meal it is. If it's the mashed potatoes only, if it's the side Mac and the cheese, spicy chicken, the regular chicken, yeah, dude, it's, it's, I, how this works is me and lady Bush pull into a parking spot after every time we get fast food, because I can't wait to get home to eat it. I have to eat it when I get, when I pick it up. So these, every time we pull into a spot, Every time we had um, Popeyes, I take a bite, take another bite, immediately get the meat sweats, immediately get a sore throat, fever, post nasal drip, flu, all of it, all Popeyes, Popeyes, KFC, Popeyes, Chick Fil A is still goaded. It's still good. We're good on that front. But Popeyes and KFC, man, yeesh. I don't know what you got in there. So you rocked the negative for COVID, but you still might not be out of the woods yet because you still feel like dog shit. Is that is that what it is? Yes. Yep. Throat's still killing me and uh, headache, you know, in and out. I uh, can't shake my head too fast. Otherwise it gets really, you know, to hurting, but that's I why you have another COVID test. That's why you haven't at the gym recently, right? You haven't went on a jog recently, just the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get too much pain when I do any of that stuff. So I don't hit the gym. My day started out. I'm healthy. Knock on wood. Right. I feel great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my day started out kind of funny today too. Uh, so you and I always communicate with voice messages, basically whenever we can, right. Whenever mm-hmm. we're like not locked down. And I sent you today, what was it? It was an idea for the podcast. Oh, it was a different long winded conversation, but like you were asleep because you wake up three hours after me mm-hmm. some days and mm-hmm. I was driving on my way to work when I was saying, these, cause I'm not texting while driving, I'm sending these voice conversations. Mm-hmm. And as I'm almost to work, there's a rich set of railroad tracks that I follow. And as I'm recording one of my audio messages, the red flashers start to come on and traffic's kind of bad in this area. And I am not, I am not getting stuck behind this railroad, this, you know, train car for however long it's going to go. Right. So I got it. It's not a yellow, but it's a red, but I right. got it regardless. Yeah. Probably the closest call I've ever had at a railroad track. The thing started to go down, like as my car, like jumped, <laughs> like kind of jumped the tracks. I feel like Duke's a hazard or like uh, <laughs> Starsky and Hutch or something. But of course, as always, I pick my feet up 
under over the railroad track every time every time literally i cross this thing every day to work and maybe that's what saved me interesting i didn't even know they had trains in florida uh, i have no idea where it goes i have no idea where it goes it does definitely carry people no way it's i mean it's got to be a freighter it's amazon prime packages for christmas probably <laughs> it's gotta be yo quick train track story in my in my original <laughs> train, everybody's got a train track story yeah, everyone's got a train track story so well there's multiple there's a couple in college but anyway i'm going back to high school on this one uh my first truck that i ever had um r.i.p to that thing uh i i crashed right into a telephone pole <laughs> a month after a month after i got it It was an f-150 it was nice anyway uh anyway when i'm driving i'm going like 50 right and it's dark it's winter time it's dark shortly after yeah, i got yeah. my license dude don't see you know how like train tracks sometimes have that oh that yeah hump? huge lip right well it was dark my headlights were on but the lights were a little low and 50 just little did i know that the beds of trucks don't aren't like fully attached, attached. attached. yes like, it's not like one piece like there's no the bed and then there's the cab like if you want to you can easily remove the bed of a truck people do it all the time right well i basically removed the bed of the truck that <laughs> night inadvertently <laughs> the truck had a death sentence like as soon as you got the keys to it basically. i mean bro yeah i mean I, there was no reason and then you went that. rightfully so from the truck to what the honda accord Honda Accord for a couple years. Let's put the training wheels on this guy. He's yeah. not really ready for the big rig yet, obviously. Yeah. Crash the Honda Accord. Dude, I won't five. forget the day you crashed that truck. I really won't. Yeah. I really yeah. won't. The pictures. Dude, I was going around a bend. It was raining, and I was going way too fast. Lost control because the bed of the truck was too light. And rookie, that... rookie 17-year-old Bush didn't know. Spins out, nails a pole, does a 360, lands in a, lands in a farm in our hometown. And I'm like, Dad, I, I crashed you were, the car. You just got me. You were you were AOL instant messaging on your iPhone three. Yeah, my iPhone iPhone three G. Three G. Yeah. Playing yeah. doodle jump, going to high school. <laughs> doodle jump. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get into it. Uh, I want to do something here. On the count of three, name our biggest sports story of the day. And I think we might both have the same one. You ready for this? You gonna steal this from me? Count of three. Name your right. biggest sports story of the day. All right. Yeah. One, two, three. James PLL. Harden's fat. No, <laughs> no, not the same one. Did you see uh, that picture of James Harden last night? Wait, wait. You said James Harden's fat. I said PLL. Yeah, I knew you were not going to say the same thing as me. <laughs> did you see that picture of him last night? I did indeed. It looked like me in uh, playing men's league last year. So there were concerns, obviously, but. Harden moving into the season, right? The John Wall trade um, coming into coming into Houston. Harden's not happy. Hasn't reported to the training camp. Pictures of him partying Vegas. I forget where else he was. Um, just ripping it up. But nobody, I don't think, was concerned about like his overall condition. Like obviously, like athletes can drink and party all the, you know, right. not all the time, but they're able to recover. Yeah. There was a shot of him that blew up on the internet last night where he looks like one of us. Big Chungus. Big Chungus. And that's like yeah. a ball handler. Like, that is not Big Baby Davis down there. No. no. That's not Big Joel Chungus Embiid. Harden. That's not Joel Embiid that is like, you know, 6'11", can be 270 pounds. Like, he's a shorter dude. He's a stocky dude now. He's thick. Two Cs. Yeah. Uh, and there, I'm and about it. And especially at all the time where, like, everybody's talking about, you know, trading him, trading for him. There was a report the other night. It was like Sixers – Ben Simmons and four fourth round picks. Would you do it? After seeing that picture, absolutely not. 
And even before seeing that picture, absolutely not. But that's that's my biggest sports story of the uh, of the week. Of the well, day. there's there's a couple things about what you just said with the whole Sixers trade too, and I kind of want to get into that because Steve's after a lot of stuff has unsurfaced these last few days. One with his weight, two with his off court habits, and three with the, his mentality with the team and Dude. his interactions with them. There's a lot more issues to James Harden than initially conceived. There were some reports that came out even later today, and they were talking about uh, it was an ex-Houston coach, an ex-Houston head coach or somebody who was very close with the team said that James Harden was almost, I mean, definition of a prima donna and almost like a dictator over the team. He kind of controlled like when the team traveled, when the team practiced, like the coach didn't really run that organization. He had all the say in the world over what they did and didn't do. Um, and, and he might still, and it's crazy to think that they, you know, obviously trade away Russell Westbrook, but get a star like John Wall, that he can still work with you think. And it maybe not even like as a polarizing of a character as Russell Westbrook, but still just big out. And he was interviewed today, uh, on his like post, you know, post game, post game call, or maybe like pre training camp practice, call, like, you know, zoom interview. Mm-hmm. He said, um, he was questioned like, Hey, uh, James, what was up with the late report to training camp? Like, what were you, what were you up to? Um, they might even brought up his concerns about weight. And he's like, I was, I was in Vegas. And they were like, what, what were you doing in Vegas? And they're like training. And he's like, what type of training were you doing? And he's like, I got a personal trainer. And then that was it. That was the end of the conversation. It's crazy too, Dees, because a lot of times, you know, Think of all the times LeBron James has dictated when the team's traveled, dictated the way the team has made certain types of moves. But you don't hear anything negative about it. But right. James Harden's a little different because James Harden doesn't have that. I mean, yeah, does he come and score 50 points a night? Yes, he does. Yes, but yes, does he, he does. win you championships? No. So people will come at you when you're not getting them rings. People might not come at you as much when you're not so much of a dick about it. And he and backs you it up. get them rings. Correct. Like – Maybe if James Harden got Houston a ring a couple times, they'd be like, yo, maybe this guy knows what he's doing. We'll leave him be. Or like you earn that. Or you earn that, right? You get to that point. And I think he thinks he – it kind of has got to that point because he can put up 50 or 60 night, I guess. That's not a way to run a team, though. Like a team, right? Like you're the leader of the team. There's no I, baby. There's no I. You're – and let's put it this way even further. You're a leader of the team on the court and, by example, off the court. You're not a leader of team operations off the court, though. Yeah, dude. Why would he want to ha- – I mean, because he's lazy and probably doesn't want to practice or fly the day before the game. He wants to just fly the day of the game and show up and throw a couple shots up, not pass the ball at all, and then go get shammered again. But honestly, Deez, I don't want to be a hypocrite here because we also did talk about how amazing that story is by Michael Jordan where he went and slammed 75 course lights and then made a bet with a guy he would score over 50 points or something, and he did it. We say that's one of the coolest stories ever. Once again – that's a guy that backed it up with rings and championships right. wins. Right. But, you know, I, where do we draw the line with James Harden? Because we praise the goats that have done it. James Harden can back it up. He's one of the best players in the league, top 10. But where do we have to draw the line with James Harden? Because we've praised it in the past on the record. So where do we draw the line? Dave? The line I draw is that I do not want the 76ers trading for James Harden. Personally, yeah. I think, and we'll talk about it actually, hopefully next week on the podcast, going to bring on a special guest to talk insider Sixers information. Uh, but with the moves they made, I think it's more the around the team than 
just one or two key players other than the one or two key players that are, you know, some of the best in the world. Obviously we have great players on the 76ers, but I think we were more of a core development than a star studded one person running the show, even though we have some stars. Mm-hmm. Very excited to talk more about the Sixers next week with uh, with uh, the special. Guests. Another crazy one that I saw for the NBA was uh, Kevin Durant is back, which I actually kind of miss seeing him on a basketball court. His first game back since his Achilles injury, his first game what for the for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, didn't watch a single second of it, but saw a clip on Twitter. And as I scrolled through in bed one night or one morning, I was like, "Huh, oh, that's pretty cool." So excited about that. Dude, love KD. A lot of people call him a snake. A lot of people call him this and that. I, I've always liked KD. He's one of the best players of our generation. Real respect, real. You know, real recognize it. Again, like Kevin Durant compared to this stuff that's coming out about James Harden, like I kind of would rather have Kevin Durant in that scenario. And obviously, like not about the off-the-court stuff, right? Or like the character issues, like the burner Twitter accounts and like, I don't know, deserting the Oakland, uh, sorry, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder to, you know, mm-hmm. make a super team. Like that's different than like James Harden just being a total jerk. Now I'm very excited fat, with the fat Brooklyn, jerk. Yeah, fat jerk. I'm very excited to see the Brooklyn Nets organization. That's probably one of, that's probably one of the best disses of all time. He called a fat jerk. Yeah, you're like I didn't, even, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't eat like a cheese ball. I didn't even like waste any like breath or energy. So like, you're a fat jerk. You're a cheese ball if you ever called anybody a fat jerk. I am absolutely cheese ball. Anybody's a cheese ball if they call somebody a fat jerk. No, like a fat jerk, I think hurts. I don't think it's a bad insult. I think it's like a true insult. Like, ouch. It's something like, that it's something your third grade teacher would say. Like no, third grade class no, would say. I, I, I think it's insulting. Like me calling you a cheese ball, like. Ah, you're just a cheese ball. If I call James Harden, like, dude, you're you're just a fat jerk. Like, you're a sad, poor human being, sad, rich human being that you know gives uh, Louis Vuitton bags and what do you give little baby honey buns? What is, yeah, what a fat jerk. Honey buns and cash, cash. Fat, fat rich jerk. Um, yo, wait before you move on. Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, they're gonna be a problem together. Kind of uh, cool. Steve, Steve Nash was his coach over at the Golden State Warriors was uh, definitely a big help for him offensively. Obviously, he doesn't really need much more help offensively. So we'll see between Kyrie and KD what happens over there. Steve Nash spent time with the Warriors? He did. He spent time with the Warriors in a coaching role. I didn't even know that. Yes, he did. A couple other NBA points. We don't really talk about the NBA too much, but I, I don't know why I was so in on it this week with it coming back. The Toronto Raptors, we talked about their move to Tampa due to uh, Canada's overall COVID travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. News came out via the Tampa Bay Times, my local newspaper outlet, that they'll have 3,500 fans for their games coming up soon. And I'll tell you who's going to attempt to be at one of them. This guy. Toronto Raptors. Uh, not a I'll, Raptors. I'm not, I'm not becoming a Raptors guy, but this is a guy that is so starved for attending live sporting events that I'll become the biggest Raptors guy ever. Now, I don't know if you'll be like the lightning, if they're allowed to have fans, will have like a select amount of like season ticket members, season ticket holders that have first right or refusal for those tickets. So it should be a little bit different. However, that, you know, the Raptors have no ties, no ties at all to, to the city. I don't know how they're going to offer them up. It's going to be a lottery system or whatnot. Um, but one that I'll mark on my calendar for sure is when the Sixers come to town, I have to look up what, what day that is. That'll be a good one. Very excited for that. 
dude, I'm I'm so like just starred for live sports. There's a there's a minor minor hockey league team, like not even a, not even like American hockey league team. I forget what um, oh, dude, it's killing me. You not USHL, not the UHL. Anyway, the Florida Everblades, which is also a sick name. It's a sick name. It's That's an alligator. A sweet it's an alligator with ice skates and a stick. The Florida That's Everblades. Sweet. There's also the, the in their league the Orlando Solar Bears. Oh. It's a polar bear, like a Coke, like Coca-Cola, like the polar bear with like glasses on it. Like, they got a cool logo. He's got a Hawaiian shirt, dude. It's, they're like, yeah, bright colors, like a uh, mm. tropics colors. Anyway, <laughs> Florida Everblades are like an hour and a half south of me in Fort Myers and tickets are like $10. They play Friday and Saturday nights. I've looked up their schedule like several, several times. I even looked it up for like this weekend. Like maybe I could slide down there Friday. They're actually away playing the uh, Greenville, South Carolina Swamp Rabbits. Uh, but they're, but they're allowing fans now. So anyway, that's how started there for sports, how excited I am to go see the Raptors, hopefully here in, uh, in Tampa. Probably the biggest NBA news that we haven't talked about yet is Giannis. Give me the full name. Go ahead. Giannis Antikwampa boo boo. <laughs> no, no, no. Giannis Antikapupu. And Giannis Antikapupu. Giannis Antikapupu. boo boo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No Giannis. way, that's right. I don't think there's two pose. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm like actually trying. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Here's my here's my honest attempt. Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's my honest attempt. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think you go T. I don't think it's the T. I think it's the T. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Supermax Antetokounmpo. Giannis bags and bags and bags of dollar bills for the next five years. And Stiquampo. I pulled up his, I pulled up his contract. So it's a five year extension worth 228 million. And I'm like $228 million, right? Quarter of a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. He could buy two Boeing 747s right now. We're about cash. Well, I don't know if he got the money yet, but he could buy two Boeing 747s by the time his deal is done. If he had two Boeing 747s, four, 2020 Lamborghini Aventador SVJs and oh uh the entire Arizona Coyotes hockey franchise wow right now and it's still a hundred million dollars less than Bryce Harper's contract (laughs) which is crazy but half the term true very true yeah Uh uh-huh true that's a good point so I don't know What, what do you think about him staying in Milwaukee and not going to a different team. What do you think about that? Part of me was excited to see him somewhere else, to be honest, not only selfishly because uh, of the Sixers having to play the Bucks, but more so just for the league. I think it's kind of good when people move around. Mm-hmm. I think it grows the game. Now, Milwaukee's a market that could be growing and they're putting a lot of money into it, hence this deal. But, you know, Kevin Durant on the Nets – I think is good for the game. Like the heat being good, I think is good for the game. If Giannis went to the heat, I think it'd be good for the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I kind of like missed out on the movement of the NBA. Cause I feel like that's what it is. It's the shakeup of new places, new faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, happy that a smaller market team keeps their guy. So it's a win-win for Deaver. Yeah. Deaver's personally for me, when, all these guys move around. They get called snakes. They get called traitors. I love it because I do agree. It's good for the league. 
I would have liked to have seen Giannis go to a bigger market team to see what would happen, to see, to, to truly give him a, a solid chance at a, at a, at a title. Um, however, I do think it's good for Giannis to stay there in Milwaukee and solidify, you know, his tenure his, there. His legend. Yeah. Like he's building right. a legend in, in Milwaukee. Like he will be the guy like with a statue, regardless, I think of the outcome, their wins or losses. Like, yeah, I feel I name another Milwaukee buck. Right. The other thing too, what other player besides LeBron will you remember as being a goat on multiple teams? I mean, you remember Michael Jordan being a goat on Chicago Bulls, but you don't remember him any being any good on the Charlotte Hornets. If Giannis can stay with the Bucks and solidify his tenure there, he will be the most famous Milwaukee Buck of all time. And, you know, one of the best players to ever do it. I think that's pretty cool for, for him to, to solidify that. And his brother's there too, right? His brother plays from Milwaukee too? Honestly, not even sure. I didn't even know he had a brother. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's not even close to the size of him. Have you, seen, uh, yeah. have you seen the coverage of draft night when the Bucks selected him? I have to look it up. I have to pull it up. The, the coverage of draft night, they have like war room footage of the Bucks when they selected him. The Bucks actually were the ones that released it. But I forget where he got selected. It was like in the mid, you know, five to ten range or ten to twelve range, like not really high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bucks had a certain pick, and once somebody else picked somebody else, say on eight, they knew they had the shot at him. They didn't have to trade up for him, but they were like willing to trade up for him, and they like they knew that was their guy forever while they were sitting there at twelve, and all they were doing the entire time was waiting, waiting, waiting to see if it, it was just really cool to see like the trust they had in their pick. And how obviously like fantastic it's turned out, and and they get to keep them, so it's kind of cool story. That's awesome that they they knew who they wanted, Dude, so new, like it did not fall in their lap at all. Like they Dude. were gunning, and if they had to make a move up, like they were gonna bet the house on it. And he panned out, and they kept them. I mean, That's they're they're cool. probably on cloud nine. Cloud nine, total cloud nine. That's awesome. So at the very beginning, we talked about our biggest sports story of today. I actually do think this is the biggest sports story of the day as well. And I'm going to let you kick this off. It's been a topic that we've talked about heavily on this podcast, uh, especially the summer episodes or like the sports restarting episodes. And, and when this league launched uh, its first year, we actually attended the inaugural championship at uh, the Philadelphia Union Stadium here in Philly. Uh, so it's kind of been a part of us and our podcast and what we follow for the past couple of years. And to see a monumental shift in sports now, especially with a league that has so much promise, it's pretty sweet to be on the ground floor of that and, you know, just watch it take off. So go ahead. Absolutely. So without further ado, the Premier Lacrosse League and Major League Lacrosse have on paper merged. However, when you really do look into it, it does indeed look like a full-blown acquisition right uh, the yeah yeah and Deves, what what how i'm gonna handle this right now is i'll talk about you know some of the smaller things i'll let you take your big picture stuff and, and run with that um however what this means for the sport of professional lacrosse is absolutely unprecedented we've never seen anything like this for professional lacrosse we have the pll who's established a tour-based model much like the pga obviously for those listening you've heard this already but the Premier Lacrosse League travels the country and plays in multiple different areas, whereas Major League Lacrosse was city-based, just like the NFL, the NBA, MLB, etc. And basically, the Major League Lacrosse wasn't doing very good. For all intents and purposes, they were basically bankrupt. They had a couple major sponsors. 
they were just poorly run. Honestly, they were just poorly run. Whereas, as we've said multiple times, the Premier Lacrosse League has continuously, month after month, never made a bad move on the surface, uh, which is honestly showing as well on the back end that they're not messing up either because they're making so many good moves with all these major organizations. Uh, Quickly, Adidas, Vineyard Vines, Capital One, Gatorade, uh, New Balance should be back in the mix. Steve, I'll let you get into that soon. Um, And then what also comes from Major League Lacrosse in this merger slash acquisition is big name talent. A lot of people that refuse to watch the PLL refuse to watch it because a lot of the guys they love to watch are still in the MLL. Um, And a lot of the guys who were in the MLL that transferred to the PLL lost a lot of sponsorship deals, lost a lot of uh, extra revenue that they were making. And lacrosse is not a high paying sport. So for them to lose that really hurt, but they, they believed in the PLL. They believed in, in the, in the mission. And, and personally, man, I, I'm very excited. We're going to see all the all-stars from around the world, from the MLL and the PLL, come together. And a new team in the Cannons Lacrosse Club has been created in the Premier Lacrosse League. Deaver, please, big picture us now. It's funny that how, how history repeats itself, right? And you and I were texting back and forth about this today and kind of once the news was broken, giving our thoughts of, about it. Um, it's funny how history repeats itself in professional sports leagues that have been dueling over time playing the same sport, right? The NFL and the AFL, their merger. The ABA and the NBA, their merger. The WHL and the NHL, their merger. The National League and the American League and, and their combination to become Major League Baseball. Like it's time and time again with these pro sports leagues. And look at all those now. They're the Titans. They're the, the, the big four, right? And now we've finally seen it in a very young – like. Dude, lightning in, in the grand scope of things, like yeah. big bang, right? Like they, the PLL, what was, it's three years old? Three years old. Three years old. And we've touted it as cutting edge, up and coming, stellar presentation, fire stars, gets kids involved. Like it, it just, it, it's kind of like a, the prototype for something like this. Mm-hmm. And where the MLL had the longstanding history its model was obviously tired. And we talked about, I think we've compared the PLL before to like a, a, a flashy hot startup company that, you know, takes down that, you know, Goliath small business. And one of the things we were kind of talking like how this happened, right? And we were talking back and forth about like sponsorship deals that the MLL had that the PLL didn't at the time. Um, and as, as that's a part of it, and we can go into that after I'm kind of done here, the MLL, I think this is really based off of COVID accelerated this. COVID-19 definitely, definitely accelerated this because the PLL already had the model to work in a post-COVID world. They already had the setup. And we talked about this summer when they you know, restarted their league at one site. They already had a fantastic TV presentation. A lot of their dollars were coming from TV revenue. It wasn't an in-person you know, ticket revenue generator. It was more of that NBC sports coverage the production value that they provided. Um, and then they already had kind of hub mentalities where they were at certain sites around the country where the MLL, I don't know how they could have even fiscally done it as they were probably declining pre COVID COVID hits. How do you get, I mean, even these larger leagues, right? Like the NBA and the NHL, they're struggling to make money because they can't get their players. I mean, they were able to do it, but it hurts to put their players up for three months at a time at a certain site. The PLL was already set for that. Um, and 
partnered with, you know, their revenue model of the, the TV stuff and this big sponsor deals versus the uh, ticket revenue, it, it was a home run. Um, and the other one to, to kind of touch on is the MLL, I kind of equate to minor league baseball teams, which you see are struggling. Minor league sports teams are struggling heavy right now. And that's because they're on the other side of the fold where they are heavy ticket revenue based, right? Like you need 5,000 people in a minor league baseball stadium to keep going because they don't have TV deals. They have very, very tiny radio deals. It's more about like selling program ads and like outfield sponsorships and things like that, where the MLL, like where, where was the MLL broadcast? You might know. Do you know? MIA. No, no, no MIA. And you probably could stream it online just like you could like a high school softball game. Yeah. But the ML or the PLL, excuse me, national TV, hot, flashy, dude, like a sexy presentation, exciting. The sport's a little different with some di- different rules, keeps it hotter, fresh. And I think that's why like we just went, and, and it's a merger, right? The quote unquote merger, dude, it's a full on acquisition, right? PLL's, yeah. PLL's operating. It's operating as the PLL, the MLL is, you know, cease to exist. And then they have the power to, bring in MLL teams as potential expansion teams. So just hats off to those guys. Um, you know, shame about the MLL cause you don't want to see any business go away, but like, I think COVID just totally accelerated this and it was a prime, you know, mutual benefit, mutually benefiting agreement to, to get this done. And it's going to help the sport grow in general. There's no split time, right? Just like you saw before, like people were either AFL or NFL fans back when know, our grandfathers were growing up. And now like everybody's a lacrosse fan. Everybody's a hockey fan. Everybody's a football fan. And what does that mean? The NFL, the NHL, the PLL now. So that's, it's pretty, it's pretty damn big in, in terms of sports business and, and the growth of lacrosse. And now all of the sponsored dollars, dude, all of the revenue, all of the TV, all of the buzz around players and teams, one spot. one spot. And like, I don't know if lacrosse at the growth they want to do is they're not big enough to, to have two spots, dude. They're, they're not like, what's, what's, you know, take a look at a piece of pizza, right? Like they had like half of a slice and what's half of a half of a slice compared to like everything else that, that that's going on in the world. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings them a chair to the table, uh, a seat at the table, I think at this point now, because of everything you just said, and it's huge. Now there's one other league in lacrosse that we haven't referenced yet, which I wanted to touch on that we didn't even discuss offline Right, is the national lacrosse league, the NLL, right. which is the indoor, completely different style of lacrosse indoor model. Um, this is a city-based model as well. And now I, I don't know. I've, I have no knowledge about you know any potential mergers, talks, or anything. But why not? Why not make box lacrosse, box lacrosse equals NLL. Yep. Why not make box lacrosse a PLL brand and make that a tour base model and the PLL acquires that. So now PLL runs around the calendar. I don't think it's out of it. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the cards at all. I think right now you see it as how I'm picturing it right now is kind of like how, what the XFL was to, to the NFL. It's a, it's a, not an adjunct, not a side project. That's a great, great analogy, honestly. Right. It's like the XFL. And I think, if we saw the XFL and who knows in the next couple of years after, you know, the rock recently purchased it and going to get them restarted, I think in what 22, I don't think we're going to see them this year, 
that could happen and it could become kind of like a feeder program or like you said, that winter program for all of these, I mean, top, top tier. Well, it already is. If you look at it, I mean, a lot yeah. of the guys that are in yep. the PLL, yep. Trevor Baptiste yep. and a lot of the names, Rambo. Yep. Rambo. They're all in the national lacrosse league, which plays in the off season of the PLL. So, so it already works out. It already works out. So I would love to see that. And then dude, and then I think they get served a plate at the table that they're sitting at if they pull that off because they're a year round tour based model. Could you imagine, bro? I think it could be sweet. Oh, it'd be, Oh, of course it'd be sweet. The only thing is probably the metrics of it just because the NLL, I'm sure there's individual owners in each of those cities, right? Where the PLL owns all of their teams. So they'd have to gobble up, you know, I don't know. million dollars. How many different markets in each in each place? I mean, they're probably not. You know, they're probably pennies compared to uh, yeah. pro pro franchise. But I mean, they were able to merge, quote unquote, with the MLL. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some still kickbacks there and tie-ins. They didn't buy them, and and probably part of that is due to like, I don't know if they could, right? Right. It's just mutually mutually beneficial for for both. But dude, super super exciting, and uh, super this sp- always comes up every couple episodes, bro. They every do. couple episodes, dude, they're like they're 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 there. They, they don't want to go away. They don't want to go away. And every time That's we talk about them, them, and every time we talk about them, it's just like totally feather in their hat, like gassing them up. Like, yeah, there's no negatives to these guys. And that's what we've said that we said in our text. There's no negatives to this league. No fan, not a fan. Like I watched it when the, when sports came back and it was one of the first, like you watch it. It's, it's just such a crisp dude. They played in what Utah in Salt Lake, like the Utah backdrop bubble. they had, it was like, it was the sexiest thing. It looked so good. And it worked. Dude, I'm just I'm just shaking my head in like agreement. More people just need to need just, just, to trust it. Yes. They need to they need to really just sit down on a Saturday during the day because you're not doing anything anyway and just watch a day of PLL and I guarantee you, you'll like it. And it's going to take a while. Like, I don't know all the names, right? I, I know the teams. I don't know the people. I don't know even like the rules, which is weird for me because like, I don't know, we have a sports podcast. Like I, I know a lot of the sports, maybe not the mm-hmm. actual plays and what they do, but like, this is like totally out the window. Like I'm asking Bush or like when we're sitting down on the couch watching like, yo, what was that whistle for? Like what happened there? But it's still yeah. good enough to grab onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And any basketball fans, any hockey fans dude. and truly any football fans. Uh, it, I mean, it's high no flying. There's like everything there. There's everything yeah. there. It's the field of football. It's the movement. It's the movement of hockey and basketball yeah. and it's the finesse of basketball. And it's, it's that, and it's, it's the that crushing fun. hits of, of hockey. Dude, it's yes. in, like intense, like intense, yeah. intense, intense. And it's just so sexy that it gets put on by NBC and, and the, 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 the sponsorship that they have, like it's, it's no joke. It's no I'm joke. excited. I'm very excited for the next time we talk about this to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah. So Without further ado, I think we're going to bring on a very special guest. I know that this is getting released on a Thursday, <laughs> but the guy's been chomping in the bit. He's been doing skits left and right. It's not John Gruden today. It's not Matt Patricia, but we're just going to bring on the original, the one and only, our guy Fundy to talk about some. Uh, he, he took over my first seat, so I think it's only right that he comes on and, and talks about his Kansas City Chiefs Touché. And, Touché. Just, and just strokes them off. Real recognize real with that statement. Real recognize real. I'll go toe to toe with them. Maybe not in the NC Championship game, but right now. Anyway, <laughs> here's here's funny. Without further ado, your master of ceremonies every single Friday, Fundy Lukava, Joe. Thanks for thanks for coming on. 
fellas, how are we doing? How are we doing, everybody? It's been a while on the actual podcast, but like you're in the hearts and and minds of people throughout the week on our Instagram channel. If you only listen to our audio version, which I feel like most of you are following on social media, uh, I obviously have to see Joe and his theatrics every single Friday. I feel like Funny Friday's taken off by storm of late with the skits. I mean, Funny Friday used to be this saga, this story of, you know, you covering the entire weekend and it just slowly developed into this fun loving rock on skit mashup of what happened the previous NFL week. Crazy dude. You could honestly thank, you could thank Bush for that. Bush was like, dude, like what if you started doing skits? And I was like, well, yeah, that's definitely something I could do. But people and love kind of like just, people, but people, oh, yeah. dude, ridiculous. How you even think, I, I honestly, your brain should be in a, in a laboratory, like not when you start <laughs> now, like people need to plug in there now and get a glimpse of what's going on inside. Uh, the Gruden's probably my favorite. I love yeah. uh, the dance ones in your, in your underwear, you know, <laughs> that they're, they're ridiculous as well. And then finally, we finally had one that had to actually censor out when what's the guy's name again? It's Mackay Becton, the left tackle on the Jets. Lost his pants during a play, and you actually <laughs> reenacted the entire thing, ass out the entire time. And yep. for the you had the luxury. Home, you I had the luxury. luxury. Nobody else has seen that footage, but I have it on my computer. So just, just know. Play your cards right, Fundy. Play your cards right. <laughs> Stay on my good side because that stuff's there still. He's got hey, some man, dirt. Trying. He's so got funny. more than dirt. Yeah, yeah, more than dirt. Uh, dirtier than dirt. The, all right. All right. <laughs> the real reason we're bringing you on, not to gas up Funny Friday, which we always have to, is reluctantly, I brought you, we brought you here to talk about your Kansas City Chiefs really taking a number one seed over a dominant football team right now in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't even say that. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how does it feel to be a number one seed after scraping past the Dolphins? You got the Travis Kelsey haircut rocking. Hmm. You actually went into the barbershop and told – you showed a picture of Travis I showed two Kelsey. pictures. I showed him two pictures, and I said, listen. So I went to a new barber. I was like, hey, listen, uh, diehard Chiefs fan, and I need a new cut, and Travis Kelsey is probably my favorite player. So I go up to the guy, and I was like, listen, I want something like this. He's like, it up for you. He's like you know you're 25, right? <laughs> I said, hey, man, give me one of these and one of these. It looks just like and, it. and he goes, yeah, done. 45 yeah. minutes later, how are you? I'm a huge jock sniffer. I have all of Travis Kelsey's football cards under my bed. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to just look like him if I could. That's my guy. Also, can you give me six more inches and uh, an extra 30 pounds of muscle? Did he do that? Or no? Yeah. Six uh, inches upstairs. In that's the right. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't, <laughs> come on. Listen, I uh, I asked Santa Claus for that, and we'll see. You know, we got till next Fundy Friday. We'll see what happens. To see if you were naughty or nice. Yeah, basically. Were you ever in doubt during the Kansas City-Miami game of a loss? Um, a little honestly, PTSD with the Raiders game earlier this year. A little bit, but then third quarter came around, and May just – it was 30-10. to 10. I'm like, yeah, sitting here like this. Wow. But then they, I don't know, the offense got stagnant, but they ended up winning. So wins a win. It's honestly and, insane. I, I think you should feel super comfortable because even if Patrick yeah. Mahomes has 
one of his worst games, quote unquote, all season with three interceptions. Who knows if they're all his fault or not. Right. They still absolutely dominate a potential playoff Miami team. Right. A, d- a team that's the second best scoring defense in the league, a team that's one of the best all defensive units in the entire league. They just dominated them all sides of the ball, offense, defense, special teams. If I wasn't even more terrified of the Kansas City Chiefs and seeing them in the AFC Championship game up to this point, like you putting away an opponent that you played awful against and were yeah. down against and doing something like that and turning the switch that fast with the explosiveness that the, the Chiefs have. I mean, the Steelers don't have a shot right now against the Kansas City Chiefs if they even get that far. I did see a tweet earlier this week, though, and I'll, I'll, I, you can bash my team a little bit, but I saw a tweet earlier today that made a lot of sense. The two teams that fear me the most as a Steelers fan, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, without a doubt. Right? That's, the Bills – really so the Bills, I don't think, beat you guys. I think the Steelers beat the Steelers in that game. Your inability to run the ball effectively has come to a, a head, especially yes. in that game. Yes. In that game, it showed because you guys have gotten away for a long time not being able yeah. to run the ball. Ben throwing the ball 60 times a game. It's finally caught up to you guys. Ben had his worst game of the season, and it showed. And it's not even – I think I have been pleased up to this point with Ben yeah. Roethlisberger's performance. I mean, until the Alex Smith game, like he was in the comeback player of the year running. Yeah. I think it's the combination of Ben being, you know, at the age and like skill level that he is – with the team being so one-dimensional, like how do you – on top of that, just poor performance of drops and, and – The play calling. The, the play, play calling, calling is exactly, tough to watch. Exactly, exactly. So you guys throw so is, many screens. Like you got Clay – throw the ball deep to Claypool. Dude, it's You're just throwing bombs to Jalen Samuels. What is going on? Correct. And it's all of that coming to a head, all looping in together that it's the uh, – the two teams we're scared against, Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because if they play yeah. their game – I'm more than confident that they can get to the AFC Championship game to yeah. lose to the Chiefs by 20. <laughs> I'm more than confident that can happen. So one of my friends actually asked me this last night. He was like, Joe, is there any team in the league that you're scared of? And I said, if the Chiefs are healthy, the only team I'm scared of is the Giants team that beat the Patriots all those years ago. Because, no, there's <laughs> literally no team I'm scared of. Yeah. There shouldn't be. This, our defense is starting to gel. So – I don't know if you guys know this. So early in the year, our number one corners, he was a rookie. His name is Lajarius Sneed. He was playing great all season. He broke his collarbone. He just came back. So Tyron Matthews has been having like a so-so year. Ever since Sneed came back, Tyron Matthews has been able to play his like Rome safety role. Mm-hmm. And he has four interceptions in his last three games. He did this last year. Now, last year in December, he was the defensive player of the month in December. And he's probably going to do that again this December. He is balling out right now. The only thing that I feel like could stop you guys, have you and let's knock on wood because I don't want this to happen. Right, Rupert. COVID bug, has that ran through Kansas City at all yet? No. Everybody else, almost almost everybody else has experienced that up to this point. Yeah. I mean, yep. at least the Steelers, Ravens, Broncos. Have the Birds had a big stint with, with COVID bush? Not really. Yeah, they no, they did. They absolutely did. It went through the locker room a little bit? It went through a little bit of their wide receiver core for a hot minute there. Oh, yeah, their they're, they're stacked wide receiver core. Yeah. 
He's repl- <laughs> it's he's, exactly what the team needed. They needed something to get. You replace practice squad guys with practice squad guys. Yeah. For a week. yeah. Okay. So not not really. But that's that's seriously something to think about. Like, maybe the maybe the Chiefs have like a, a championship style prevention program on it. Maybe their guys are all bought so in. That's, maybe they are all bought in because of their organization, the coaching staff, the yeah. way the team. And actually, um, Jason Kelsey had a great point of this. I don't know if you saw that clip of him uh, today at, at practice. He just talked about how it's a team mentality, how everybody buys in and is looking for the same goal. It's like an organizational type thing. About, yeah. He was talking about winning, right? They yeah. had the taste of winning and it wasn't by mistake. Are they winning covid too as a team it's crazy it's crazy i mean so you got to remember so they had the opening game of football this season they opened up against the texans they had the first game of the year so they were the texans and the chiefs were the two first teams that reported for training camp and they put the protocols in like they were literally the guinea pigs for the nfl to put them in place and the chiefs have done a tremendous job i mean like in terms of even like training like weightlifting they can't have more than 10 guys in there at once so they just keep spreading it out like Andy Reid has done a tremendous job just keeping the guys focused and keeping them, hey, COVID's still a real thing. Let's make sure these guys are separate because we have one goal in mind. We want to get back to Florida and win another Super Bowl in Florida. That's their goal again. They're yeah. gonna, they won it in Miami last year. Now let's go to Tampa and let's win it this year in Tampa. Let's just yeah. own the state of Florida. And to have let's any, be the Florida Chiefs. To have any captain <laughs> pirating your, your COVID ship, it'd be Andy yeah. Reid with that face shield. You know, that guy, that guy gets it. That guy Speaking gets it. Yo, he, he got rid of the face shield last the, game. Dude, he's like a – it looks – I don't even – it looks like a duck beak. It does. I don't even know what it is. I'll tell hey, you what he is it the Is it that one I saw the ad on, on Instagram where yep. it like opens and closes? He's not wearing that. Yo, it, he doesn't – doesn't It's like weird. He doesn't like the mask touching his face. He's got some apparatus around <laughs> his mouth. It's, it, I swear. It's, it's too tight. He's got all that great facial hair. He's got that great facial hair even in his older age. It's wet. <laughs> the walrus. He's got the walrus look going. Fundy, you know? quick question. One thing yeah. that you've had as a staple all season long is your in-game pizza slices. Oh, yeah. Now, here's one thing I really, I've really been dying to find out. Do you go Talk to the me. same type of slices every Mm-mm. time or do you mix it up? Do you go – how many do you get per game? Answer that real quick. <laughs> All right. So – I've done this probably for two straight years now. Every time the Chiefs play, I go to this local pizza spot by me. It's my favorite one. And I go in there and I get four slices for myself. But, 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 hold on. Let me just, let me just say this. So I get four slices. But that's that's all I eat all day. So I have two for lunch and then I have two for dinner. That's that's totally reasonable. Two for the one o'clock? Two for the one o'clock? Yeah. And then two two for for, like halfway through the Well. Depends. Yeah, so it depends. You know, depends. if I'm really hungry that day, I'll have one during the four, or if I'm not, I'll just have them during the night game. You're going to need a pair of depends after four slices of pizza in the same do, Oh, yeah. Do, do you see good luck in the pizza? Like, I'm a, like superstition's big for me. Yes. When the Steelers are home, I wear my black Steelers jersey. When they're away, I wear the white one every single time. That's my NFL superstition, regardless win or loss. This week, actually, after the loss, I did switch it up and I went retro Bumblebee. It was also mm. the day before my birthday. Listen, I was I, that's fine. Kind of spicy, but. What I'm getting at is your pizza choices. So Chiefs lost against Oakland. Did you not reorder any single slice the next no. the next game they play? So they – listen, this spot on Sunday, they always have prime lineup. Prime lineup of slices. So I'm guaranteed to get four of one of my top slices there. So 
they they always got them when I'm there because I always time it out. I go to the ha- I go at halftime of the one o'clock games. This place uh, is literally three and a half minutes away from my house, so I time it enough to where right when halftime starts, back. I'm out, and then right when halftime ends, I'm literally walking through this door, hands washed, obviously because COVID. Back right. down here, munching on the slice. I, I need you to be honest with me because How you're much the kind of guy. Yeah. No, 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 not that, not that. You're the kind of guy, you know, New York style, but truly lives in Central Jersey. You know, we get that accent. Appreciate, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, the Central yeah, Jersey. You won't I, I get that respect from me. You won't but here's get a, that respect from here's me. A, here's the thing, buddy. You, you're also the kind of guy that would be like, yeah, they know my order every time I walk in there. Do they truly Yo, know your order when you walk funny, in? Funny thing you say this. So we had Secret Santa at work. I walk in there yesterday. I was like, hey, you guys got gift cards here? She's like, yeah, we got gift cards here. As I'm paying, the lady goes, have a happy holiday if I don't see you. And I was like, she's like, I'm definitely going to see you on Sunday, aren't I? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you no are. Way. True story. True story. She's like, I'm sure I'll see you on Sunday, right? I'm like, all right. Yes, You will see me on Sunday. I will be in here on Sunday. She's like, I love your haircut, honey. Yeah, you look, basically. You look very handsome. You look very basically. handsome. Basically. I think it's even funny that you got your Secret Santa gift at like a gift card to that pizza place. That, that's, oh, yeah. That's really from the heart. You know, if you're giving yeah. somebody the gift of your favorite pizza place, that's oh, yeah. Like, that's love. Yeah, like it is that, love. That ain't it no Applebee's love. gift card. They didn't know mm. iTunes gift card that's from CVS when you forgot right. last minute. Like, that is like. Your mom and pop, like, yo, yeah. trust me, you will not regret Not this. to dive too much into this, but did you get, you didn't grab a slice when you got the gift card? I did grab a lunch slice. I'm not going to okay. lie to you. I grabbed oh, you the chicken to. vodka no, no, slice. I, I grabbed the I chicken vodka slice. I would have been terrified if you didn't. I would have thought you're like, chicken oh, you're vodka? Oh, yeah. So it's it's like breaded chicken, cutlet, dipped bottle in vodka Tito's. sauce. And Tito's. Yep. Bottle of Tito's. On a slice, you know? Listen, you guys see my slices. I send them every Sunday. No, they are monsters. They're monsters. They're bananas, they're and monsters. they're amazing. They're as they good as they incredible. look. They look incredible. They are every bit as good as they look. Absolutely. Funny, you got any other rituals? So I know you're pizza guy, right? What else you got? I know you got something else. Are you saying for Sundays? Are you saying in general? You definitely saying, have you some, know funky, some funky Chiefs underwear. You, yeah, you have you got to have some funky Casey underwear. It's got... I have, Chiefs, I, I have Chiefs fuzzy socks that I wear on occasion, especially Adorable. in the winter. Adorable. They're, they're great. Yep. So I'm not – so, Deaver, like you said, like you wear the whole – like based on the home and away with the Steelers, right? Yep. You wear the jerseys, right? I'm not – I don't know. It's weird. I'm not huge into wearing like Chiefs apparel during the game. Now, playoffs is a whole different – I am so superstitious. Last year in the playoffs, I wore my Honey Badger T-shirt. literally says Honey Badger on the back. I didn't wash this thing. They won. I didn't wash it. I'm like, nope, not washing it. I wore the same outfit all three games. Did not wash any of it. Socks, underwear, shorts, Honey Badger t-shirt. Did not wash any of it or all three games. And I will do the same this year in the playoffs. I don't care. It's still not washed till this day. Still not serious? washed. I was going to ask, has it since been washed? Literally sitting in my closet. All three are hung up like socks, underwear, shorts, t-shirt hung up in my closet. They honestly belong in Canton. Like, you know, the displays. Yeah. Like, they belong in Canton. I need a form. I need to sign a form, a like waiver, or something. fake lockers that are set up where it's like yep. your gross yep. ass fuzzy socks. Yeah. Shirt with like the pizza stains on it. You got the chicken. Oh, yeah. Some skid marks that, in the undies. Some, some skid marks on the undies. In the, in the fondies, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> just, a, just a couple empty smeared off ices that, like, you left behind in your ba- on your basement yep. floor at, after that night. Oh, yeah. Yo, fun. 
What's the deal with the Smirnoff Ices, Ice King? We haven't seen you in the, in the game in a while. Do you get, what yeah. fills us in, bro? What are you working out now? Are you drinking McUltras? <laughs> you going vodka sodas, vodka water? Listen, listen, not to get too hard into it, but. A lot of sugar in those. You know, you know, I'm just getting over the stomach virus. No Rona, negative for Rona. I am well negative. Well done. Well I'm getting over the stomach virus, boys. So I got to go a little, sen- like, I got a little sensitive belly right now. So I'm holding off on the Smirnoffs. They're too sweet. Until further They're notice. They're too but sweet. But not to say they won't make a comeback. They will, obviously. Well, you might have to wait on those. Uh, speaking of stomach virus, your favorite quarterback, the number one quarterback in the NFL, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, had to – sorry, a number one running back in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, yeah, I was waiting for you. To- no. <laughs> Just my mind escaped me. Uh, Lamar crazy. Jackson had to uh, scoot over to the locker room. Uh, you maybe saw on our Instagram the preview clip of this episode where Bush does the same thing before every time we record – to the locker room. They said cramps. Do you believe that Lamar Jackson had cramps in the Cleveland Browns Monday night game, which came down to maybe the game of the year? Not a shot in hell did that guy have cramps. He, did he have cramps? Yeah, he had cramps in his stomach because the guy had a shit so bad. I've seen that run. We've all done that run before. Have we, we not? Yeah. Hand to God, I've done that run. Yeah, we all have. We're all lying. We haven't. We've all done it. You know he had bubble guts bad. He came out there in the fourth quarter and threw the ball on the – you're telling me if he had had cramps that bad, he's not throwing that ball on the run like that. No way. No shot. Have you ever had, like, stomach cramps that bad where it's like it just shuts you down? Like, yeah, you you wouldn't be able to make that play. But once you get it out of your system like Lamar Jackson did – You feel like a million bucks. You're a new man. You're a new man. He felt like, yeah, he could walk on water. There was a Dude. breakdown clip on Twitter, almost like the uh, – what's the baseball guy we watch that breaks down the um, people getting – John Boy. Down? There was like a John Boy style video breaking down to him running into the that. locker room. There was a great point, though. It was as he goes into the door, a guy comes out of the door. You know what I'm yep. talking about? Yep. And it, he gets scared, right? Or he has to like, you know, make sure the door doesn't hit him. There was a, there was a glimpse in his eyes of like, it's come – like, I might, it might happen right here. Yeah. He, Literally, he's like, oh, fuck. It's going to no, happen now. Like, it's right now. There's, there's we no. can't. We got to get the cameras off him now. And, like, that's just the dude packed. Like, uh, McSorley was on part of my take today. Um, I, was, I was hoping you'd bring this up. There's, like, a dude packed. But, like, you know, you're not going to rat on your boy. Especially, like, the, the best running back on your team. You're dude, not going to rat him out. The best running back on your team. Uh, debatably. I mean, J.K. Dobbins and Ingram and, you know. They don't run, they don't run Dobbins enough. It's your family. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to go back. But the Steelers desperately need some speed in their backfield. It, yeah. they, they need it bad. Dude, Benny Snell is probably the slowest running back in the league. He officially is. I mean, if you're him with him on that. and James Conner have literally cinder blocks. Like, their cleats, they don't wear Nikes. They wear cinder block plus. Like, yeah. no way they don't yeah, wear cinder like blocks the, on their yeah, cleats. Yeah, like the high tops from, like, the 1980s. And the problem, too, is, like, they drafted McFarlane to maybe be that back with some speed, right? He just hasn't come in on it, like haven't, haven't, hasn't came into his own at all. And they really don't trust Dude, him, I feel like. Even, they haven't even given the kid a shot, though. No, but, they, but I think they give him the rookie shot. There's been a couple times this, this, uh, this season, I've watched specifically, where he goes on the field, there's one screen pass or flat pass where he just misread the entire thing, didn't even know the play, you're gone. The other one, he comes in like two weeks later, fumbles, you're gone. I think they've given yeah. him a shot, but maybe not enough of a shot. And with no, Connor out, he had a chance, but no. like, dude, they 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 don't they don't have speed in the backfield. They've absolutely given him a shot. These right, James was, Connor got hurt early on in the season. He was their starter for two weeks. Nah, not their starter, really. Snell, Benny Snell, Benny Snell, dude, slow ass Benny Snell, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing, man. I think this has kind of solidified the, 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 the running back discussion in Pittsburgh. Don't you think? Like, it's not the offensive line. I know it's definitely that, not the line, right? Dude, like, dude, Ben hasn't. Yep, the last Ben's game against the Bills, there's the a least f- amount of, t- of times in his like Come entire on. career this season. Now, pass box is a little different than run blocking, but like, still you know, though, you know, still exactly. Like, you can't blame it on the line. And Pouncey's been out for a couple weeks due to COVID, but like, you cannot blame it on the line. DeCastro no, you was can't. Out season two, you can't. Right. It, it, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch because I personally enjoy watching the Steelers play. I love Big Ben. The big juju guy, Eric Ebron, can go in a hole somewhere. He ruined me in fantasy this week. Yeah. But Deontay Johnson, you want to talk about somebody that stinks? He literally – he needs to start putting stick on his hands. This guy cannot stop dropping the football. Deontay Johnson, to me, is like a golfer with a case of the yips. He is – I think he's totally in his own head at this point. I, yeah. I, I think he's a – I see some glimpses of like greatness, like not. Oh uh, yeah, Washington, it was the Washington game. Even when he had drops in that game, like there was there was an entire drive where Johnson was the playmaker on that yep. drive. And, and I, I mean, you could tell he makes plays, man. I don't have the stat, but like the amount of targets he gets too. Like obviously, there's no excuse for the drops, but like the dude gets targeted a ton, so you can't throw it away. But you know, I mean, DK Metcalf, I think, is the number two in the league or was at yeah. one point yeah. as well, right? Probably because he gets a ton of targets but i think there's a i still have hope in johnson i know a lot of my Steelers yeah. guys listen to the podcast don't or like Steelers twitter doesn't but like i have hope in johnson they have other targets to lean on for i mean come on juju smith schuster hello claypool dude juju I, and claypool don't get the ball enough no and james washington's they came out and said like out of all the Steelers wide receivers james washington is the 50 50 ball guy like he dude, like ben trusts, loves james loves washington him. he trusts him like his brother dude like james yeah. washington is like his guy so there's a place to put deontay johnson right now you know and let him ride and like if he doesn't come you know if that's it yeah. ends the story, ends the story but like you got other guys to ride same thing with right. ebron dude like it was all. I was really excited to get Frustrating, man. A, a you know a name tight end, right? We have you know, Vance McDonald's been okay, but we haven't really had like a surefire bet pass attack tight end since Keith Miller. Really, Keith uh, was good, man. He was underrated. He was a security blanket. He was like I. I mean, people will talk Jason Witten and and uh, Greg Olson in that era, but like, and he he was a little bit older than that era, but Keith Miller like. He didn't get enough love, man. He was dude. literally like in five to seven yards. In Pittsburgh, here. in Pittsburgh, he is beloved. I mean, even when Vance McDonald still catches the ball, and if that stadium was packed, they yell Heath. He love it. But um, just to wrap all, all around, like I think if you have places to put Ebron and Johnson right now, they can't catch the ball for hundred percent. So let's do that. Let's put the ball in different places. Let's scrap this awful play calling that we have going on i love the ben no huddle i love the ben no huddle that's our yeah. that's our guy um you know it, it just shows that like maybe did we take for granted todd haley like did we take him for granted maybe it's it's, tough. it's it's weird to think about because everybody thought haley was the problem and i don't know like it might just be like your running backs are just garbage and the play calling is again it is it's tough to watch those two and the drops. The They're team killing you guys on offense right now. The Steelers. And, and I think we'll be fine the rest of the season. I and mean, we could like, you know, it, the Brown, the, with the Browns losing to the Ravens, that was huge. That was huge. Us, right. Gives us a little cushion in the division. And then our schedule finishing up, I believe it's the Browns Bengals Bengals on Monday night this week. And there's one more game. That's like, is it the Colts? 
Uh, sorry, it's the Colts. It's the Colts. So that that's another test game too. That's a very so it's Bengals this week. Colts. You end the year with the Browns. End the year with the Browns. Yep. So Bengals is a gimme. Let's figure some stuff out. Hundred percent, dude. Ben went off that last Bengals game. He had four we own sales. we own the state of Ohio, and yeah. then we got two tests with a decent Cleveland team that can put up some points. Obviously, from the other night, and yeah. um, and the Colts. The Colts. Your man. Your man. Philly Rivers. The Colts are the Colts are a weird team. I mean, the the Colts are definitely gonna be a tough out in the playoffs. They have a solid defense. Their offense is whatever you want to say it is. If they can run the ball effectively, they're just gonna snore you out, and then they'll you're like, oh my god, why is it forty four to twenty right now? How does this happen? And all of a sudden, T.Y. Hilton woke up last week too. Yeah, I mean that honestly, that's a that's a case of Philip Rivers being horrendous, not giving the ball. Dude, you can tell T.Y. Hilton is still one of the top deep threats in the league. Come on. The chucks that Phil Rivers tosses up. It's bad. They're going to love Carson Wentz and Indy. They're going to love him. And actually, that's a perfect segue. We've started off the pod the past couple of weeks with the Eagles, so I'm happy that it's lasted this long. But if you're still here listening and you're dying for some Eagles talk because we've been pretty vocal on the Jalen Hurts-Carson Wentz conversation, and I know uh, our boy WIP uh, Williams over there has as, as well, the Eagles broke their losing streak with Jalen Hurts as the starter. And now they were playing against a good Saints team, but a Taysom Hill Saints team, not the Drew Brees Saints team. We're, we're not going to get Still the defense, though. Number one defense in the NFL, right? I think so. And they pull out the W, 24-21 against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm going to toss it up to Justin here, and he's going to be the leader of this uh, conversation. I'm going to take a backseat on the bench and let Jalen Hurts get the start. Here's the thing. Jalen Jalen Hurts was – Cut this. This is staying in. I fucking love Jalen Hurts. I'm just going to say it. I love this kid. Here's the thing. Okay. Jalen Hurts didn't walk into that game and do anything different, really, than Carson Wentz other than run the ball a little bit more, which they didn't let Carson Wentz do. Because he can't. He can't, Justin. He can't. Can. No, he can't. He can't. Here's Happy the other feet. thing. Here's the other thing. Okay, here's the other thing. The Saints only had footage on Jalen Hurts in college. They've Don't never seen this. what he was going to do. Don't give me this. Who's Suck their quarterback ass, right now? Who's their quarterback Suck right now? Ass, let me finish. Deaver, here's You're not the thinking other thing logically. Too. You're not Suck thinking ass, logically. Deaver, here's the other thing. You just said they beat a they, they beat a, a, a Taysom Tatum, Chance Tatum, whatever the hell his name is, Saints Chani, team, bro. Chani Taysom Hill. Yeah, Channing, Channing Tatum. They beat a Channing Tatum Saints team, bro. That doesn't mean anything. When, when was the last time two quarterbacks were on the field at the same time playing against each other? Now, honestly, guys, honestly, you wonder where I'm going with this. No. I, oh, yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> I have no idea where, here's, but I'm wondering. Here's, here's, here's my final take on the birds right now. Jalen Hurts is good for the Eagles. Because he's able to do things that Carson Wentz currently is unable to do, but was restricted from doing in part due to what they were holding him back from doing. And what I'm saying is Carson Wentz, we've seen him throw the ball like an absolute animal. One year ago to the day was the day he dodged all these tackles and threw an absolute missile into the back right end of the end zone to Miles Sanders to catch that ball. One of the most incredible plays People I've seen forget. out of a quarterback in my time. People forget. People forget what Carson Wentz was able to do and what Jalen Hurts did on Sunday 
was what we've all seen Carson Wentz do in the past. Carson Wentz do better in the past. Jalen Hurts at this point in time might be the, might be the answer, but there is no reason we should not give Carson Wentz the ability to do what Jalen Hurts did in that last game because he can do it. We've seen him do it. And Fundy, you say he can't do it. Fundy, watch the tape. He can. I have. I saw Wentz do it two years. I watched him do it years ago before he tore his ACL. But all I see now is a guy who sits in the pocket, holds onto the ball the longest out of any quarterback in the league. The guy literally is scared to get rid of the ball. Because he's told to. Because he's told to. No, he's not. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. He's being told not to run the ball. I would say that it's not running the ball, and I wouldn't say he's being told to. If you wanted to argue on the side of Carson Wentz in that scenario, I would say it's the wide receivers, which we've talked about since the dawn of time. Dude, it's the confidence thing. I really think that's his problem. It's confidence. And that is external. Like, I don't think it's – Yes. It's it's all in here. It's all – well, yeah, but forced upon from outside right. reasons. The Philadelphia media, the Philadelphia front office, the draft. Nick draft Foles. Nick, Nick not Foles. even Nick Foles, the guy. Just the, just the aura that was Nick it's, Foles. It's like, dude, oh, my God, it's, I, didn't, it's I didn't win it. It was tarnished. Foles that won it. It's tarnished. Like, he's got the biggest monkey on his back, and it won't yeah. get off until he's out of there, until he's out of Philadelphia. I agree. And we equated it, Justin, like you said, that Jalen Hurts is really good for the Eagles right now. And I, I you know, I'm going to come out like it, it is. And I'm going to use my argument. My argument last week, though, is that like it's pulling a goalie in hockey. You need to change the momentum. Like they have a chance to win that division still. And even more so now. Yeah. They have a chance to win the division still. You pull Carson Wentz. You throw some fresh blood in there. A guy who's, you know, a second round draft pick, super exciting, good ball player, right? Kids a baller. You get your, you know, your head case for lack of a better word, a head case out of the net who just let in three goals, and your team responds around it because their goal still is to win. I I don't think you could like die on that sword of like the guy's got it right now because like he doesn't. We all believe he does, and that's our argument that's been on this podcast for a while. I'm like, why I think like he's gonna rock in Indy, or if like Pittsburgh gets a stab at him like post Ben's career, like I think he'll do well somewhere else. It's just I think it's a classic case of like. Needs to change scenery, long, wrong place, wrong time. A lot of things have led up to this, like you said, Fundy, back to the full Super Bowl win. Yep. But he's got – That's he, when all – It was there. Win. It was there. And he's got time to recover it. It's just like Jalen Hurts is the thing right now. Like, he, he, he has to be. And even, so, if it, even if it's the fattest quarterback, quarterback controversy this offseason – Oh, yeah. Even if, it, even if it is. Like, even if there's – You know it's going to be. You already know it's coming. It's going to be. Even if it is – or even if Jalen Hurts gets pulled later this season because he also has a rookie rookie blow up and four INTs yeah. or something like that. I still think there's hope. There could be. I think there's hope, but I don't know if it's in Philly. That's the problem. And that's, no, they, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. They like, can't – but the, yeah, the problem is, is they nobody's going to trade for him until the Eagles can get rid of him. The absolute fattest contract. You can't, you can't pay a guy $50 million when he hasn't shown anything in two years. I'm sorry. But the thing is, so I actually dove into this a little bit and looked at, like, the top-paid quarterbacks. He's the number 17th quarterback against the cap hit, I believe. So even though he's, like, one of the top, I believe, six or seven highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, a lot of his deal is, like, bonus-based and, like, guaranteed money-based. His cap hit's not that fat for a team that has salary cap troubles and like needs to fit that in there. A team needs fat pockets to pay him. I don't think the I think the Eagles will have to eat some of his dollars. Substantial amount of like money. Substantial dollars. Like if if the Steelers needed to like make a move to get him, right? If they needed like somebody needed to make it, like you need the Eagles eating fifty percent of his contract 
or right. more at this point in his, his career. Um, can they do that though? They might be able to with Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal. Right. And but just to... 25, his contract goes up there. Yeah. But they have an out after 2022, which is low. Lo- they're lucky about that. Lucky. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I, one point I do want to make about Hurts. So the other Barstool podcast, do you guys know the podcast Bustin' with the Boys? I've heard, yeah. No, I haven't listened I've, to it, I heard it. It's great. Anyway, they had Lane Johnson on yesterday. They asked him about Jalen Hurts. The three things he said about him, he throws a great ball. He's a, he's a super athletic quarterback, and he makes great decisions from Lane Johnson. I don't know what Dude, else he could ask for in a quarterback. Listen to me. Bush, serious question. This season, did you see the Eagles play in all three phases of the game better than they played in that game, any game this season? Their defense played great. The offensive line somehow looked good. And the quarterback play, Wentz hasn't played that well all year, and Hurts had a – I mean, he had a good game, but he didn't light it up. He ran all over them, but – Fundy, there's no doubt in my mind that any team – when you pull goalie in hockey, when you replace a quarterback in football, that it provides a boost of energy to a squad. But I'm also in the same breath here to tell you that Carson Wentz can be our guy still. He absolutely still can be our guy. Now you can, you can, you can say you don't think so all you want, but we've seen him be our guy. We've seen him be our guy with this same exact organization that's here. We've seen him do it. We know he can do it. But have you though? I think it would take an action. How far? How far? Who had the playoff runs? It wasn't Carson Wentz. I'm who sorry. Who got him to the playoff runs? Who, who won in the playoffs? Nick Foles. Yeah. Dude, they wouldn't have. I don't care. I don't. I don't. Him. Bush, Bush, if you take a look at it, though, like, how is he going to come back? Like, how? He like, can't. Just, Not in Philly. It. Just script it. Like, how is he going to come back this season? And like, it won't I, be. It won't be in Indian. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because he's not even the quarterback I would want to trade for. He's not even the number one quarterback I want to trade for. I want Matt. If I want to trade for anybody, it's Matt Stafford out of Detroit. But his contract is truly too high, I believe. Same thing with Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I think he has an out. I think Stafford has an out, though, after – I want to say it's this year or next year. And that's fine. Of his contract, so he would make less money and go somewhere else? Yes. Yes, he doesn't. He would go to a good team. Yeah, he wants to win, right? Dude, the guy literally has never million. won. He makes forty million dollars a year, though. He's thirty-three. He's never won in Detroit. He had the best receiver we've ever probably seen in Calvin Johnson. He played. He retired after like ten seasons because he's like, you know what? We suck. I'm hurt. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Peace. Have a good one. I'm out. I I, I don't. Did we talk about this already in the pocket? The quarterback carousel this off season. I think. Yeah. Dude, it's going to heat up. It's going to be you gotta think, spicy. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is going to be on – they could be on like a Sam Darnold, a Dwayne Haskins, or they could say, you know what, maybe it's time for a Matt Stafford kind of guy. Dude, think bigger than that. Like in the Steelers, like need a quarterback regardless. You got Deshaun Watson. You have Trevor Lawrence coming into the fold. You have yeah. – uh, Justin Cam, Fields, dude. Cam Newton, all Justin these Fields, guys. Justin Fields, you have Cam Newton off a deal as well. Yeah. There's like – and then throw Carson Wentz in the mix. We might be missing one here or there. I mean, Brian's been on the block as well, but I don't think his money can move either. You can't. But there's like seven names where like you could have a different quarterback. Right. And, and then it's like, who's going to be the quarterback in New Orleans next year? Mm-hmm. If Reeves retires, it's not Taysom Hill. They could, they should. I mean, I, I, I think they should have gave James a shot when Drew Brees went down. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Listen, who has the best chance of beating the Chiefs this week? Is it Taysom Hill or is it a guy that could maybe 
just throw bombs against us and Jameis Winston. And the thing is, I've talked about this before on the podcast, is that Jameis Winston, even though he, was, he threw 33 interceptions, like he threw 33 touchdowns or whatever that one year. And there's a defense in New Orleans that can stop that. They can counter right. that. So I agree there. Yeah. Michelle. I, I Listen, uh, like Jameis is a guy that will go out there and put you in a position to maybe win the game. The guy's a gunslinger. I'm fine. I, listen, I love gunslingers. Brett Favre was best gunslinger in the history of football. Yeah. That's what we talked about last week. Jameis will walk out there and throw six touchdowns and six interceptions. But like Deaver said, with the good maybe win the defense, game. Yeah. you could still win that game. Right. I love, I love the Jameis Winston play. I don't think he's their future, but I think he's their next year. I mean, if he has a good year next year, that could be their future, dude. He's still, he's still relatively young. That sucks for them, though. <laughs> that still sucks. That them. does suck for them. I, I don't I care, would. dude. I'm so over the Saints, though. All they want to do is complain to the to the league and the refs. They got a they got a pass interference rule, like instated for one year because they want to complain that the Vikings play was maybe a pass interference. I don't care. You can't lose at home to the Minnesota Vikings, a team that notoriously sucks in the playoffs. You let Kirk Cousins go in there and beat you, Drew. Yeah, but you can't uh, – let's, let's make a rule that you can't pay players to kill other people either. That's it wasn't point. only – funny, it wasn't only Kirk Cousins. It was Case Keenum that beat him too. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. great. I mean, dude, I'll never get that Joe Buck out of my head. All right, all right. We could probably talk about that for days, honestly, what's transpired so far, especially with Fundy getting a new perspective on the NFL season. But lasting topic of the NFL this week, Fundy poised a fantastic question. And I don't know if you want me to kick it right off with, with that cue, but the New York football jets, are they officially the worst team in NFL history? Even when they're seconds away from victory two weeks ago against Oakland, they find a way to lose the hard way. Are the jets the worst team ever? Honestly, I think they might be. Just from top to bottom, like, they are so bad. Adam Gase, like, Adam Gase himself could be the worst head coach in the history of the NFL. I'm not even joking about that. He has gotten so many chances, and he's been awful everywhere. He's supposed to be an offensive guru, and he sucks. I think he sucks not even, like, the X's and O's, but, like, there's a – perspective of a coach of like being a the leader of the team and like dude the guy is like the wettest noodle as they come right like <laughs> dude i i don't think there's i think there's one guy in the history of football that likes him and for some reason it's peyton manning i don't know how i don't know how but he is a moron he is so stupid players hate this guy and the funny part about the peyton manning stuff because he was the offensive coordinator with the colts right for for a number of years i think that the reason peyton manning probably liked him so much is that he let peyton manning just do his thing like peyton manning be peyton <laughs> manning like put him in the driver's seat and like took adam Gase to these head coaching jobs like he's just ridden that success i think forever and like you can't even count that as a factor because he coached the arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Right. Top five quarterback ever. It's, it, so I think this, I think the Jets, this Jets team could be the worst team ever. Like the other team, obviously that comes to mind is that Lions team. Like they had Dan Orlovsky and Joey Harrington, a quarterback. Like Dan Orlovsky is the one that ran out of the back of the end zone yep. for his own safety and didn't yep. even know it. And he's just still right here. <laughs> like, dude, the, the refs are like, yo, like five minutes ago, you're done plays over <laughs> what are you doing 
Do you think that? What Sam do you guys think? So the I'm going to talk about the future of the Jets. I think. Like, do you think Sam? Like, some of the Carson Wentz conversation. Do you think Sam Darnold has a future with the New York Jets, even no. with a number one pick coming? And do you think he? But do you think he's been a part of the problem? Do you think he's been a part of no. the problem? No. The problem is Adam Gase is the worst developer of talent there probably ever has been and ever will be. Like Adam Gase is going to be lucky to work for my dad at ShopRite. Like I don't even think my dad wants him in like as a cashier. Seriously, this <laughs> guy literally. You got to have the fun of produce. Your thing's gonna be rotten in a couple of weeks. Oh, my dad would never trust him in produce. Stop, no. <laughs> bro. He literally like. I feel so bad for Sam Darnold. Like I'm not saying this kid's a stud. Whatever. He's not as bad as as this Jets team. I'm sorry. The, what have they put around this kid in in the years he's been there? Jamison Crowder. He's a slot receiver. Congratulations. Listen, I, I'm a firm believer in young quarterbacks like needing, needing tight ends. Baker Mayfield will be so much better if they let him only throw the ball to Jarvis Landry and all three of their tight ends. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to go deep to Odell Beckham when they had him. Stop. Stop. That's not your game, Baker. Not in the NFL. And hand the ball to Chubb, hand it to Hunt, and throw to your three tight ends. And this really doesn't help your the, the tight end case, but – an example of a similar quarterback, I would say, that like has had success because of a maybe good quarterback developer or a, a good head coach, I feel like is Jared Goff and Sean McVay in Los Angeles. Or even Josh Allen, dude. Or even Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Or even Josh Allen. Same class. Brian Dable has done – dude, that's a head coach. That, that's going to be a hot head coach name this year because Brian Dable has turned Josh Allen into such a better quarterback than he – he was the worst quarterback downfield last year. Like he was overthrowing receivers by like twenty yards, and it's yeah. like, yo, what? Yeah. I it's like, like I feel like even his decision making has improved much drastically. Better. Drastically, look what happens. Look what happens when you get a young quarterback weapons. You trade for Stephon Diggs. You sign Cole Beasley, who I've heard multiple offensive coordinators, multiple wide receivers say that he runs the best. I'm not saying top three. I'm saying the number one best route runner in the NFL. They say it's Cole Beasley. I know. Believe it or not. I know. No, I've heard the same thing. And even like the, yeah. even the commentators on, on, you know, the national spotlight, like all yeah. the guys, they're like, did this guy Cole Beasley, like, you know, take him at, take him as you, you want to, but like this season alone and the past couple has solidified himself as like one of the best slot receiver or a slot receiver in, in the league. Yeah. I mean, look what you do when you give a young quarterback weapons. And look. he doesn't have to be the best guy out there. Like, he doesn't have to be a patch. No. Like, you don't need Sam Darnold to go out there and, and throw for 400 yards a game, you know, 55 times, right? Like, right. Those guys get the job done in those, in those cities. Like, Jared Goff is not a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Not even close. Leading the, leading but, the division right now. Yeah. So, I, I think Darnold – I think Darnold is a guy that needs to go to, like, a Pittsburgh, to, like, a Tampa Bay – Learn mm-hmm. from one of the best ever. Get in a great culture. Yeah. Learn from one of the best minds in football in Brady and Ben, whatever you want to say. Sit behind these guys. Learn the game the right way. Learn how to read a defense. Learn how to, you know, throw to a good receiver. And then see if the kid's going to be good or not. You can't throw him on the Jets with Jameson Crowder and Robbie Anderson who didn't want to be there last year. Look at Robbie Anderson now on a great offense with Matt Rule. Look what he's done. Not playing hypotheticals here, but – you brought up a good point about development and you talked about culture and you talked about Tom Brady. And I started to think of the quarterbacks that developed behind Tom Brady in where new England, who else has made the transition from New York to new England, 
Bill Belichick has. Could you and imagine? I, dude, I could. Like, I really would this not be the most Belichick fucking thing ever? Ever for 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 no teams to want to trade for Donald, right? To lowball the fuck out of the Jets and yeah. Bill, Bill Bill sitting there, he's like, "Here's a second round it. pick for Donald. Here's a second for Donald. Take it." And then yeah. Joe Douglas is like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no problem, yeah." yeah and awesome. then Donald lights up the Jets for literally until he's dead. Ruins. Yeah. I I, I would like do Belichick. anything for that, dude. That's a great call out of you. I don't. Know I would if, do anything for it if that happens. I really don't know how the Jets could be an NFL. For, I mean, how they could be an NFL. I, how <laughs> you gotta relegate them. You have to relegate them. Like we've talked. I've said that I didn't agree with that before. I was like, relegate them. Relegate them. Yo, one other thing though that uh, we were talking about here: Jets as the worst team ever in our lifetime. Here, we've gotten to witness the best of every major sport in our lifetime. It's only fair that we also get to witness the worst ever in our lifetime. I mean, dude, yeah. from, from birth to now, the best we've ever seen in professional sports ever. How do we not get to see the worst at the same time? It's, it's relative, bro. It's all relative. They yeah. are easily the worst football team of all time. Worse than any Browns team in the last decade. Yeah, I have to be. They, the Browns didn't have Adam Gase. I know they had Hugh Jackson, but <laughs> listen, I'm sorry. I'll take Hugh Jackson over Adam Gase. At least and Hugh I Jackson, that, when he was with the Raiders, he won eight games, and then they fired him because you know, Hugh Jackson had, had a spine, Davis. bro. Hugh Jackson yeah. had a spine. He could lay down yeah. a wall when he needed to, as put, we saw they put in together, They put together a better product on the field, too. Like, it's not only the, the, the you know, a, a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then, but, like, the blind squirrel has no nuts to find there. Yep. Listen, this is the biggest thing that makes no sense with the Jets. Do you guys know how many games the Jets won last year? Probably not. They won. They were seven and nine last year, guys. They have like the same rosters this year that they had last year. They won. They were seven and nine. Listen to me. Wow. The Jets started off last year. You don't even remember this. The Bills beat them week one on a game-winning field goal as time expired. Then Samantha Darnold got mono. Yes. The Jets got smoked on Monday night against the, the Browns. Donald was out three or four games. He came back. They won six games in a row. Six in a came, row. After he Yes, don't tell me Donald's the problem. Don't sit there and tell me the kid's the problem. Dude, I not. don't have the stat in front of me. I don't have the stat in front of me, but there's a record. There, there's the record. Like, since Sam Darnold's been in New York, there's, there's a record with and without Sam Darnold. Their record with Sam Darnold is, like, it's still a losing record of, like, 13 right. and 19 or something. Without Sam Darnold, they're 0 and 11. Like, right. not the – that's, yeah. like – Case in point, like closed right. book. OJ had the white, red, the black glove on. Proof is in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding. It's not like, his fault. I, you can really argue that, like, he's had maybe the worst situation out of any of these young quarterbacks we've seen in a long time, other than Josh Rosen. I mean, Josh Rosen was drafted to the worst Cardinals team that we've seen in a long time and then traded to a horrific, horrific Miami team. With who? And got. Josh Rosen. Yeah, no, no, but wasn't Adam Gase a part of that? Yes. Are you shocked? I mean, are no, you surprised? No, no. No, I think we're all like, come all on. Fully, fully, fully in agreement here, and probably. Everyone. How does Adam Gase get another job anywhere? No. Anywhere. How does he have a job now? How's he? Because still there the now? Jets, because the Jets want number one pick, and how do you ensure number one pick? You keep the worst coach in the league employed until the season's over. Yeah. Also, I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. My skit on Joe Douglas was – that's I don't doubt that's what happened. He saw the score of the Jags-Vikings game. It was like, yo, you got to send the heat. 
If the Jags won that game, I bet you the Jets would have won that game. No doubt about it. Do you think he's paying Greg Williams off right now? Because Greg Williams Easily. definitely paid other people off. So right. Joey gave a call downstairs and was like, hey, man, here's a couple quarters. I don't doubt it. Dude. The mob, the mob runs deep up there. The mob runs deep. It's New York, oh, yeah. bro. It's New York. Yeah. It's New York. 2020, 2020, 1975, the Meadowlands are still the Meadowlands. They got bodies under the stadium. Bodies. You know? All right, so wrapping up our NFL chatter, um, this has also been a frequent topic of the podcast. I feel like something insinuating comes out every single week about the Paul brothers, and I've, I've said it before. I, I can't keep them straight. Logan and Jake, you correct me the other day. Jake Paul. Last week, we talked about, last week we talked about <laughs> Logan Paul and the Floyd Mayweather fight that's already booked. Put that aside. Jake Paul this week puts out a outlandish video on Instagram calling out Conor McGregor, his next of kin, wife, daughter, everything. Two minutes, it was two and a half minutes long, offering $50 million for a fight with Conor McGregor. He only follows two people on Instagram. One is Conor McGregor's wife, two Conor McGregor's manager. He called Conor's wife a four, I believe in the video, a four out of 10. Are they are they positioned to to be the undercard or the, or are they going to be a part of that Floyd Mayweather fight? You think is this going to happen? Their camps have, have been talking since since the last fight. If I'm Conor McGregor, I don't even give this kid the time of day. Time of day, agreed. Why don't even give the kid a time of day, bro? Conor will literally knock this kid out, both arms tied behind his back. I don't care if it's boxing. I don't care. Pound for pound, Conor McGregor still will knock this kid's block off. Dude. He fought Nate Robinson and he fought a YouTuber before that. Stop. So, so. You're trying to fight a guy with the deadliest left? Come so, on. Bush, Bush, you better stick with me on this because you said some stuff in the group chat about it. We've been vocal about the, the Paul brothers of late. But after this week, after seeing what they've came, come out with and actually putting some plans in place to like actually fight these guys, the world needs villains. Just as the world. Oh, I love it. Dude, I love I, – I'm the, I'm the weirdo that roots for villains in, in movies. Dude, and, like, you don't have to root for this villain in terms of, like, you know, wanting – like, you know, having a soft spot for, say, like, the Joker. Like, they just need villains for heroes to have their story. So Yeah, but Conor I'm McGregor kinda... is the anti-hero. That's him, though. He's anti-establishment. He is the, he is the villain. How are you going to try and out-villain Conor McGregor? If Conor McGregor really wanted to, he can – He'll blow this kid up if he really wanted to. I guess there's like a totem pole. Like every villain, like every villain is a hero to another villain. Maybe like that's not the exact. Yeah. That's a, actually I was gonna do the Harvey Dent quote where um, live long, long enough, enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah, become yeah. A villain. But like you live long enough to see yourself become the hero in this case. And like Connor's gonna be the hero. Like all of the United States of America except for TikTok will be rooting for Conor McGregor to knock the block off of, yeah. of Jake Paul. I hope they do it. We posted. So, we posted on. I the, do. I want to say something about Logan, though. So, I, I, I followed Logan a long time ago when Vine was hot. Logan was a very normal guy. And then he blew up, got very famous, and became an absolute loser. But as of late, as of late, he has toned it down. He's gotten more normal again. His brother, Jake, is the biggest loser I've ever seen on any social media platform. Here's the Logan, thing. Logan Here's on the, the other hand, fun. though, he – he has a little more respect because that's more of an exhibition. He wasn't all really like – I mean, he's not doing what his little brother's doing with Connor. No. He didn't do that with Floyd. Here's the thing, Fund. What Jake Paul is doing right now has gotten to the point 
where he's so far in on yeah. the hate, yeah, on the only following two people, on the yeah. show and the fifty million dollar check that. You did you see what he, other, what he did to too? It. Yeah, he you threw almost his trainer? his trainer. He's yeah. going so far out of his way to just be an absolute nuisance, but not physically harming anybody, just going right. so far out of his way to be a nuisance that you need to recognize it. Now, I do agree with you. Conor McGregor should say, fuck this guy. Like, I got nothing. This guy's got nothing on me. Right. I'm wasting my millions time. of dollars more than this guy. I got no reason. But right. but when he attacks your wife, when, that he, is atta- different. when he when he holds that's, your flag up, doesn't even have the respect to hold your flag the right way. Dude. And when I feel like Connor's there. I feel like Connor's a pride guy though. I feel I feel like he's a pride Connor's guy. Connor's right. such a pride guy. He's and he's not getting guy. he's not taking the bait, dude. I think like he's gonna He's not him. at all he's not taking I've been bait. I've dude, I've been tracking him on social media like a hawk. I'm like, yo, I'm waiting for him to post a story about him. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for nothing. Every day he's been posting the proper 12 days of Christmas. Christmas. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah. He did it again today. Here's he doesn't my give ideal a shit scenario. about him. Here's my ideal scenario of Conor McGregor right now. Conor McGregor lays low, lets the holiday pass, gets his proper 12 days of Christmas pass. Right? Then Conor McGregor, out of nowhere, we just get an update on our phones that Conor McGregor has accepted the fight, yeah. but not publicly he said can't, though. a word. He can't, though. Not publicly said a word. What does he word, want to fight in February, though? He fights whenever the fuck Conor McGregor wants yeah, to fight. Yeah, but he's fighting Poirier in January. He can't fight not even a month. Dude, Dustin well, Poirier, can, like, I think Conor's going to win in January, but Poirier can beat him. You never know. Could that be the fight? I mean, he's Conor's also, dude, he's also, for lack of a better word, a head case too, right? The retirement, the in, the out, the boxing, the MMA. Well, that's all, that's all money. That's why. But, like, there's no sure bet of what he's going to do either. True. That is true. He's a, I mean, he's a loose cannon, whatever he wants that to be. Loose cannon's a better word. Not head case, loose cannon. Exactly. Yep. So I could see where this comes to the point where they're like a strung, you know, a string gets hit too hard and like it happens. I would love, when's the Mayweather Logan Paul fight again? We talked about it. I think, is it in February? You were saying February. I think it's, this, it's coming up soon. Yeah. Like next three, four months. Right. Definitely. It'd, it'd be, it'd be amazing if they were on the same card. I, don't, I think they're too big of fights to be on separate cards or to be on the same card. Right. To like, be on the same one. Like Connor would say, I can't be, an, I'm not going to be, the under, I'm not going to be an undercard to Floyd. I'm not going to be an undercard to Floyd. No. Sorry. No. Although Floyd and Connor, I don't, I don't care. They're, they're low key boys. I don't care. What any of you guys say. Floyd Mayweather in that fight could have knocked him out eight seconds into the fight. I don't know if you guys remember that fight. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd danced around the ring a little bit to give people a show. Yeah. That's Floyd. Floyd's a showman. He doesn't care. He did, he's doing these fights to make money. He doesn't give Dude, a shit. Any modern-day boxer's doing it, unless you're t- ESPN top-ranked boxing. Yeah. If you're boxing outside of that, you are boxing for a paycheck. Like, you are not boxing for pride in right. any way. Now, right. this fight could be different of what Deaver just said. Because Jake I think the Paul only way the only way Connor takes cords. the only way Connor takes the bait, I really think, is if Jake says something about his kids. That's the only way I see Connor being like, okay, okay, you said shit about my wife, you said shit about me being from Ireland, but the minute you say something about my two boys, no, the bets are off. I'm let's fight right now. You come fly to Ireland, we will close all the doors, and I will pound your fucking face in right now. He's probably That's so it. heated. Dude, how many how many like brick walls think Conor McGregor smashed in Ireland with his head? Probably dude. a zillion, zillion, dude. 
windows. Fuck it. He's, he's probably going. Nuts. But would it not be the most Connor thing ever to answer him? But like not even want to fight him and be like, yeah, my son could beat your ass. My, fo- my three-year-old boy could beat your ass. You're nothing. You're nothing to me. You're nothing. <laughs> You'll do nothing. Something like that. Like I can see that. Dude, dribble! I, I'll dribble your head off the off the off the canvas. <laughs> I want your head I, off the canvas. Like, don't you guys want douchebag Connor back so bad? He won't. He won't because he's not fighting Floyd Dude, I or want any of those guys. Connor. I want a hero, Connor. I want. Yeah, hero. but I like it's so much better. Like you said, though, like the villain. It's so much better when he's a villain, though. I know. I know. It's like wrestling. Hey. It's just like WWE. Thank you. So this is exactly what I wanted to get to and wrap up the entire podcast with. I threw out a question earlier this week, and I want, I want to hear – this is the guy I need to talk to. Not the Chiefs or the Steelers or the NFL talk to mm-hmm. you. I need to ask this question to. And people said – there were naysayers in our, in our circle about this, but I truly believe – and I want to ask you, do you think that what we're seeing right now with these exhibition boxing matches that have been popping off in the past you know, nine months, do you think right. – that we are seeing a modern day take on the WWE that we grew up that we grew up with and our and our parents grew right. up because that doesn't really exist anymore on the WWE circuit right or at least not right. to the, the level of theatrics nothing like this captured the social aspect of it where these yeah. guys are like in the face of like millions of people and kids like we were kids watching WWE and Monday Night right. Raw seeing Stone Cold the, the Rock the those guys yeah. yeah the villains the heroes the the you know the storyline and fake or true or whatever just Blur- yeah blurring the lines like that kind of like this one right like who yeah. knows if like they actually were really throwing like you know water balloons or toilet paper at like his trainer the other day or who knows if like he really like thinks his wife's a four and actually like, gives a shit about Conor McGregor right. Like they're right. Who knows? Like if that whole like event wasn't staged or something, right? They're building like, up this. They're building up this drama. Do you think that this is the modern day version of that? I'm not saying it's better or worse. Do you yeah. think that this is the modern? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Thank you. I totally. I really do. Listen, there was something like this in. I want to say. I already know it is. It's nineteen ninety eight. Stone Cold Steve Austin fought Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and the special enforcer in that fight was Mike Tyson, and they built up. Stone Cold and Mike Tyson, like you literally would not believe. And I really think we're seeing something similar to that. This is modern. This is modern day WWF from the late nineties, Jake Paul. And I, what you're saying with Connor, I really think that they're eventually going to try and do something like that. It's bridging the gap between competition and theater. And that's what, and that's what WWE did. And I think that dude, it's honestly something that we've been missing for like the past 20, 20 years, years. dude like 20, 20 years, years. Like 20 years like since the early 2000s like that was really the, was the best the end of it and now it's like back and like you follow these storylines you see because you see it constantly because they're they're capturing that social aspect outside right. of like the monday night raw which that's all you know people didn't have phones they couldn't go on twitter like all they really yeah. were watching was like the day-to-day week-by-week coverage yep. on the networks now like it's even hotter. It's reaching more people on TikTok yeah. and Snapchat and this and that. These guys already have a massive following created and they're just capturing, capturing that and creating this storyline. We just need the pros to get convinced whether it's dollars or pride to get involved in the mix too. And like, it might yeah. actually, I w- I'm not going to say better due to like the nostalgia version, similar to like our arguments with our parents of like, was basketball better in the nineties, which you know, was basketball better back then than it is now, or the football mm-hmm. is it better, baseball, whatever, steroid era now, about. whatever. Like it this might be able to go toe to toe, at least with like the competition and like the stage of like, dude, these are pro killers. Like these are like yeah. 
Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are no joke. Like, right? Not, they are no joke. They are trained they're, weapons. They're like, not just yes. some freak that like is also good at like faking a punch. Like, right, right. Like, They'll put you in a coma with one punch. I yes. think it's. I think it might end up being better because these are trained killers versus yeah. actual like superstars. Like, for yeah. lack of a better word, Jake Paul and Conor, and uh, Logan Paul are like viral maniacs. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're superstars like of like, like our age group of our the, age group. This if these if this next fight goes down with uh, Jake and Connor, like after the Floyd and, and Logan, we could get on like a tangent of just like the best Shit rivalry like that. era. Like, yeah, dude, just like yeah, like crossover. Yeah. I'm on crossover, dude. Right, and I, then it's like who who wants to fight Mike Tyson? Like, does is there another TikTok guy that wants to fight Tyson that thinks he can right. fight him? Like, yeah, right. You're honestly a fool if you believe it's not like modern day WWE. How could you possibly right. say it's not? No. I mean, Deaver, bro, that's who, what who sold. Truly... That's what sold tickets. Yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. And that's you want to sell tickets? Guys... You want You want to be hot in the news? You blur the lines like that. Yep, dude. And that's what these guys. We just need Connor to take the fucking bait. Take it. Take it. Take, take it. the bait. I want him to. Yeah, yeah. I he will. Say, like, take he, the bait. Like he will. Because I think he's bigger than that, or I think he's like, I'd hope, but he's taking some low blows. I hope he's yeah. Big. Like, dude, the the guy also wants to make make it make a buck, just like Floyd, right? Like we we're saying, Floyd. Oh yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, Connor knows he can sleepwalk into the ring, knock his ass out, make a couple million. And going back to our other episodes, the first people to buy that fight will be this crew right here. Like every yeah. single dollar worth. Of course. I and I was just going to get into that. I was just going to get into that. No matter how intelligent, like we we understand that it's theatrics that they're they're selling us on this but we're yep. still going to buy it. Think of all the people that truly believe everything that's going on is like 100% real and that there is so much seriousness. And he called out his wife and that this is like one of the most serious things on the planet. Think of how many more people there are than this group right here yeah. that think that, that are going yeah. to buy it. And yeah. even still, we know, and we're still going to buy it. So it's just, the money is dude. There. The money's there. It's the same thing when Connor fought Floyd in boxing. It's the same fucking thing. We all knew Floyd was gonna win, but there was like, well, there is. What if Connor catches him with a left? Right. Like dude, Connor right. could catch him. Yeah. But it was the whole thing. Connor was the villain. Connor attacked Floyd's father. Connor attacked Floyd as a man. Yeah. And he went at him. He blurred the lines, and it was like the highest boxing pay per view draw ever. Right. Everybody bought it. Everybody watched it. Everybody wanted yeah. to see. Wait a minute, can Connor actually knock out Floyd? Yeah, right. I think the difference between those theatrics of like Connor calling him out, like him as a character, a person, his father, and this that is closer to the WWE era is like that was Floyd Mayweather and Connor McGregor, like two of the best of their sport at the time. Right. Like now right. we got like now this is like getting into a whole nother realm, like an yep. entire brand new, like still fresh era of like social media, YouTube, viral. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a, what is Jake Paul? He's a content creator. He's a content creator trying to fight a professional fighter. Yeah, yeah. Not two fighters that are crossing sports. Like, it's, it's, honestly, it's super exciting. And like, I'm rooting all for it. Like, keep going, Jake Paul, because let's get there. Like, we got to get there. I want to see what else he's got up his sleeve. Because he's already attacked a family. He hasn't touched the kids. If Let me see smart, if you got anything now. Let's double check. Let's get the modern update here and see what we got. But honestly, Gosh. he attacked the trainer. Let, what's he going to do? Smash a whole case of proper 12 in the street and say, Ooh, that's like a good shit? one. That's like, a good one. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Let's think of This was on Jake Paul's Instagram. Yeah, this was on Jake Paul's Instagram story five hours ago. 
talking with Mike Tyson on his Instagram in some sort of studio. I don't know what this is all about, but I don't see now I got to watch that now. See, I don't, I don't care about this kid at all. But now it's like, wait a minute. What was he saying to Mike Tyson? Dude, like was he getting tips? I don't know. They almost had me turn and post notifications on. Like (laughs) I'm, yeah, I'm almost there. I I need to hear. I need to hear more. Deaver, if you're Jake Paul and you've done the tactics he's already used, what are you doing in addition to get Conor McGregor to recognize you? Well, in addition to the attacks I've made already, I am training like an MFer in the gym <laughs> to like maybe survive this thing. I don't know if you're doing like neck curls or something or like whatever your like preventative measures, because I think it's going to happen. Like you're doing a good job, dude. What's my next? Yeah. What are the, yeah, like shoulder shrug, just to keep your head on your shoulders popping <laughs> off when he hits you. Um, what, what else am I doing to provoke him? Yes. Like, what's the next step? Like, you attack? I really do think it's got to be the kids. It has to be the kids. Dude, I don't know. No, the next thing would be like, flying to Ireland. Dude, that's, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Fly you got to. You got to. Dude, if you have balls, you go to his – you, you took the words out of my mouth. You took the words out of my mouth. Dude, he goes to like a proper 12 distillery or something. Dude. And like oh, my God. Smashes, like with like smashes a, the barrels. Dude. Dude. He flies the No, I want, him, I want him to go to Ireland and show up at Connor's gym. That's what I want. Show Dude. up at his gym and that's, call him the fuck out that's, there. That's, you get there. Yeah. That's the next step. And then yeah. Connor has – Connor has no choice but to fight him because if Connor doesn't, he's a pussy to us. He yeah. is. Yeah, he because, is because yeah. what Jake Paul is going to do better than anybody is the cameras will be on. They will be rolling. Oh, all yeah. Like 4K YouTube podcast, this whole spiel about it, Instagram stories, TikToks, like the whole thing. And the whole nine. There won't be a single person that like, you know, is connected to the world that won't, that won't see that. And Conor McGregor will be an absolute loser if, yep, he, doesn't if he doesn't fight him. Come to his, his spot. Dude, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yep. Dude, and, that's, and, that's it. Dude, it's, it's, That's it's, it. It's, it's, a, and it's this easy. It's a PJ away. They're in Ireland in six hours from, from LA with a little private yeah. jet scooter. Yep. They get over with there. Connor having no idea. No idea. No idea. Rate the dude. proper 12, dude. They throw a fucking, they put, they put a that little. That would be um, nuts, bro. That would be Yeah, they nuts. put a little uh, bag of uh, dog shit. They light it on fire on his door. <laughs> yeah, anything, bro. Right, like, Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> once, once they get there, the sky's the limit. That's the next. Listen, one. you heard it here first. If Jake Paul flies to Ireland for this, this is where you heard that from. Yes. yes. Just letting you guys know, okay? Yes. yes. Right here We're at 9.35 at night. 9.35 at night, you heard it here first. December well, They're probably hearing it on 15th. Thursday. Well, it's, it's the 17th when people are listening. I just want to give them a live when, you know, when, when it was when said. we drop this, yes. Yeah. yeah. We have, have timestamps. We have the receipts. Hey, uh, Fundy, thanks for coming. Honestly, we have episode 50 coming up next week. I don't know if we'll be able to top 49. This has been mm. fantastic. Um, we definitely will because we always do. We're always, you know, moving up a little bit, doing some cool new things. We're, we're all lounging today. We're all on the couches. Love that. Oh, man, we, we are just cozy. Dude, huh? so cozy. I mean, it's the same. Hey, hey, real quick. Speaking of a new setup, I do want to say, quick plug here, fellas. I yeah. did purchase a PC. Yeah. I will be streaming on Twitch soon. I'll be doing some gaming on there. And I would love for you guys to stop by. I don't know when the PC's coming in. It should be soon. But feel free to check us out on Twitch. Obviously, Bush is a monster on Twitch. All the free parking esports guys that are monsters on there. You got Riggs. You got Tones. You got Nader on there. I think currently Nader's on there. And then you got Jay Will himself, Bush. And Fundy will be on there soon, guys. And microphone comes in Friday. You're going to have the webcam. 
It's 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 nuts. It's nuts. You're like a Best Buy up there. <laughs> it's crazy. You're like a Fonzie. Best Buy. You're like a Best Buy got with an Energizer bunny and 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 Bret Hart all at the crazy. same time, and it's just it's like crazy. the energy of Fundy up there is wild. It's crazy, man. Fundy, when I get excited. I can't wait to see what you bring to the table when you get that equipment into your uh, into your office there, bro. Dude, the very, last very thing excited. I'm waiting on is the PC. It's the last. I got everything else besides the mic and the PC. Everything else is here. Just like it's we just told, sitting there. Just like we told Tones when he joined the squad on Twitch. We got you. We I got can't you. wait. I cannot wait. Everybody, thanks for listening. Episode 49 is a wrap. You're an old soul. With your ripped jeans on, you love rock and roll. Going out all night long, missing a pendant. No, you don't need no one, but I hope I see you tonight. Show that instant classic, old fashioned type. No, you like dancing all your.